Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us, and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. All right. Happy New Year to everybody. All right. How's everybody doing today, huh? Man, it is going to be a great year. Come on, help me welcome all of our locations and everyone watching online right now. We're so glad you're with us, and uh, we also understand that some of our group from Celebration Northern Ireland is watching. Uh, it's, it's later over there, but you guys moved in the big Civic Center today for your uh, first service over there near Belfast. So come on, let's put our hands together. We just celebrate with you guys. And... Uh, Man, great job, uh, Big John Scott. But hey, it, it is a great season. It's a great uh, uh, season for our church as we kick off our annual awakening season. 21 days of prayer and fasting. So, <laughs> now look, I know as always, I know that there's a lot of people here Maybe your first time visiting was at the Grinch or you're new to celebration and you haven't participated in an awakening season yet. I'm telling you, you are in for such an incredible journey with God. Fasting is not nearly as hard as you think and it's probably different from what you think it is. This is not uh, Old Testament fasting. This is New Testament fasting. This is an awakening of your soul to God and all the blessings that accompany that. So it's gonna be a great season. I'm gonna unpack that over the next few weeks, but um, man, I'm just so glad that you're here today. We're kicking off uh, 2016 together, and uh, you know, I have determined, I don't know about you, but I've determined that this year, it, it is, it's going to be my best year ever, my best year spiritually, my best year physically. Man, I'm getting, you just watch, watch your pastor get buffed up. Over this year, I'm gonna jump start it with this fast, even though we don't fast to lose weight. Losing weight is a, just a byproduct of that. But uh, man, it's gonna be my best year. I'm mentally and emotionally, and I just really encourage you to believe God for great things this year. And don't let, some of you are in here today, and you're already so consumed with the obstacles and problems that you have in 2016, and it's like you're already into crisis mode. I'm gonna tell you that over these next 21 days, God wants to give you a breakthrough. He wants to give you hope. He wants to give you healing in your life. And we're gonna get this year started off on the right foot because we're gonna put God first and we're gonna go into a concentrated season of prioritizing God and prioritizing our soul. And I'm telling you, when we get that right, everything will fall into place. Amen, church, come on. So let's give God a big, big hand and just... I'll talk about this. I'll talk some about this today. But uh, a few years ago, I wrote a book called Awakening. And uh, it was about this season that God had started in our church. It's a great resource for you. It talks about the different types of fast. Most people in our church do the Daniel fast, which is basically a, a vegan type diet, uh, you know, fruits and vegetables and, and that kind of thing. Some people do a combination of juice fasting. 
uh, and, and that kind of vegan type Daniel fast. We call it a Daniel fast because we get it out of the book of Daniel. He went 21 days of not eating any delicacies or meats, basically just fruit and vegetables. I mean, fasting, it's even popular in the secular world. I mean, you can, I guarantee you, if you watch any of the health channels or read things today, they'll talk about, you know, juice fasting and just having a couple of weeks there where you eat fruits and vegetables to give your body a cleanse. It has tons of health benefits and all that, but we have great resources for you. This is a great resource. I'm gonna be signing uh, these books uh, next Sunday if you wanna do that. It's been out for a while, but this will really help you. And uh, we'll talk about some more things. And then also, parents, please, please get a copy of that children's Bible. Uh, all of our kids are starting that today. Uh, in, our, in our kids or our preschool ministry, please get a copy of that so you can go through that with your child and get the word of God in them. And the last thing before I get started, hey, listen, because of your faithful giving last year, guess what? We are kicking off Celebration Fort Lauderdale next month. Come on, how about that? <laughs> Celebration Fort Lauderdale. So, so last year, last year we did Celebration Orlando. Did you know they had over a thousand people last Sunday starting from scratch in just one year? We're starting Celebration Fort Lauderdale. It's gonna start out with month, monthly gatherings and worship nights, but that starts next month. So I just want you to uh, pray, just have that in your prayers. And we're just believing God uh, to do great things down there in the city of Fort Lauderdale. And we got a lot of friends and people down there that have been waiting for us to come down there for a long, long time. Awesome. All right, are y'all ready to get in the Word today? 2016, it, I'm, I'm encouraging you, let this year be the year where you allow God to develop in you a deep hunger for His Word. Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. These are not just, you know, letters. This is not just a, 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 a self-help book. There is actual power in the word. There is life-giving substance in the word. And in fact, that's a lot what this 20, these 21 days are about, is really getting the power of God through his word in a concentrated season into your life. And so if you have your Bibles or your Bible on your iPhone. When I see y'all looking at your iPhones during my message, you're not texting or playing Angry Birds, right? You're reading along in the scriptures. All right, just fist bump your neighbor right now and say, no Angry Birds, no Angry Birds in church. Some of you Angry Birds is something you need to give up during this fast. You need to give up. Whoo, oh yeah, we going there today. How much time do I have? All right. Go to, uh, go to Matthew, Matthew chapter six. Matthew chapter six. I'm gonna begin reading in verse one. In just a moment, we're gonna kind of go through this chapter, most of it, skip some verses. But uh, I wanna talk to you today about our awakening season and kind of set the framework and foundation for these next 21 days. I wanna make a promise to you. If you give God these 21 days, I promise you that miracles will happen in your life. I can promise you breakthroughs will happen in your life. I can promise you th three things that you will experience a, a personal revival in your own heart. I can promise you that you will get direction that you need 
for your life. Some of you are facing decisions, direction, your kids, your family, your business. I can promise you, you will get direction. And I can promise you that you will get deliverance, that God will free you up from some of the sins or the habits or the pain or the, 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 the problems, some of those things in life. I can promise you those three things if you will just give God these 21 days. And I've entitled this first message of the series, When You Fast. Not if you fast, but when you fast. Father, we thank you for your word and we consecrate these next 21 days to you as a church. I thank you for all the miracles and breakthroughs that are gonna happen in and through all of our people. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Look what Jesus says here in Matthew chapter six. I'm gonna begin reading. In the New King James, it says, take heed. Everybody say, take heed. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds to be seen before men or to be seen by them. Otherwise, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed or giving, that's what it is, when you do a, a financial giving, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets. They may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say they have their reward. So what was happening, the Pharisees and the religious uh, elite used to do their giving at the temple. They kind of said, hey, that's not really convenient anymore. Let's just do it wherever we are. So they kind of did this thing where they started carrying these little trumpets around on their belts. Instead of going to the temple to give, they would blow the trumpet and that's when they would do their charitable giving. And so all the poor people would run to them and you know, everyone would look and say, oh, what generous people. Doesn't that make you nauseous? All right, so that's what's going on. But you know, there's, there's a lot of giving out there. There's a lot of philanthropy out there and the people really aren't concerned that much with the cause. They're more concerned about how they look in society. Am I, am I stepping on toes? I'll, I'll tell you right now. I need everyone's hearts open this series because we are going there. All right, that's all, that's all I want to say. But when you do a charitable deed, look, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret. And when your father who sees in secret, everybody say sees in secret, he himself will reward you openly. Verse five, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets. They may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you that they have their reward. Verse six, but when you pray, go into your room. And when, and, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. Everybody say secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And then it's gonna go on, and I kind of wanna skip down. He's gonna go over the Our Father prayer. Let's go on down to verse uh, 16, when he talks about fasting. Verse 16, he says, moreover, when you fast. Everybody say, when you fast. Yes. Not if you fast, but when you fast. Jesus, this is New Testament. Jesus is, is talking to people who are gonna be believers. He's talking to the church. New Testament fasting is different than Old Testament fasting. When they fasted in the Old Testament, it was like to do penance. It was like they put burlap on. It was like, oh God, we've sinned. Oh God, please forgive us. Oh God, change your mind about this. Listen, Jesus has already forgiven us all of our sins. We don't fast to change God's mind. We fast so that God will change our mind so that we can believe and receive all the rewards that he wants to give us in our lives. See, let me tell you what fasting is a key to. Fasting is a key to alignment. 
And we're, we're, Lord, we, we pray, uh, and he just went over this in the Our Father, what, Lord, uh, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in. So there's an alignment between your earth and God's heaven. Many of you, you're not experiencing the blessings. You're not experiencing the open heaven. You're not experiencing the open window. You're not experiencing that direction. You're not walking in those assignments with blessings and rewards that God has for you. Listen, when you get in alignment, then you'll receive your assignment. And that assignment assignment is freedom, it's direction, it's deliverance, it's full of rewards. It's full of blessings. So he says, look, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance. Don't be coming in here next week moaning and groaning because you ain't had no burger and fries in six days. And We eat so much food. The things we do for food. Do you ever stop and realize sometimes the things that you do for food? I can't, if any of you are like, maybe you're not like me. I mean, there's times, it's like almost midnight. And I'm like, we've got no ice cream. <laughs> Publix is closed. All the stores are closed. And I'm like, oh man, wait, Walgreens is open. <laughs> I'm in there in my pajamas. Maybe some of y'all saw me. Maybe you were the other guy getting ice cream next to me at midnight in Walgreens. Got a hat on, my pajamas, getting ice cream. What am I doing? The things we do for food, the things we, the energy we put into our outward appearance, the outward man. Some of y'all took two hours getting dressed this morning. I mean, we sit there and we outward and outward and we read things and we, we want to look like this and outward and outward and outward and you young guys you're looking at me and you're like man pastor Serval's so cool and look how he dresses and uh, how can I be like that and where did he get those boots and how did he get that shirt I gotta find it you're too concerned about the outward you need to focus on your inward man But the energy, man, if we would just take one concentrated season and just put a little more energy and priority into the inward man, because that's where the true rewards are. Look, it says, look, that they may, okay, so they disfigure their faces, that they may appear to be men to be fast. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you fast, when you fast, not if you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place. Everybody say secret place again. Secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. When you fast, he will reward you openly. It talks about here that there's a secret place. Your father's in the secret place. It's real interesting. This language here, and you can tie it into Luke and Mark and then into Acts, it's the same language that they use for upper room. What happened in Acts in the upper room? The Holy Spirit fell and blessed them. And they had this amazing experience in the presence of God. Fasting brings you to an upper room where you have an experience with the Holy Spirit, 
where you have an amazing encounter with God and the outflow of the blessings that go with that. So here's what I wanna say. Here's what's going on in this Matthew chapter six. Jesus talks about three things. Listen, listen. There are three things that really get God's attention. Three things that really get his attention. Jesus talks about when you fast, when you pray, and when you give. Jesus picks out these three basically practices or habits that we need to develop in our walk with God. Remember kind of our, our, the theme scripture for our church and our, our, our mission statement scripture is Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God and his what? Righteousness and everything you need will be added unto you. This is God's righteousness or righteous practices. These are the right things to practice so that you get God's attention in your life and you can experience the rewards, the blessings that God wants you to experience. Three things that really get God's attention. How many of you want to really get God's attention in 2016? How many of you want to have a supernatural year in 2016? How many of you want to receive God's rewards that, you know what openly means? It means it's obvious. It's it's whatever that your 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 kid a, a, a kid gets saved. You get a raise. There's some type of miracle that happens in your life. You get wisdom. You get this idea that leads to this thing in your business. You get promoted. See, here's what God's saying: If you will go in to a concentrated season of fasting, I'm going to give you an upper room experience. This gets my attention. And I'm gonna bring blessings into your life in a way that everybody can see. Come on, can you give God a hand for that? Look at this, let me give you some more here. Isaiah 58, six. Isaiah 58, six. Look at the power of fasting here. Here's what God says, look. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Remember, devotion, deliverance, and direction. Deliverance right here. What? what, what? Oh, verse seven. Hey, media, we're gonna have a great year in 2016. I'm just telling you right now. Is it not to share? Look. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry that you bring to your house the poor who cast out when you see the naked that you cover him? Yes, please dress a naked person and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Did you see this? What was that? To? Giving? When you fast, when you pray, when you give? Do you see how these are linked together? This is what gets God's attention. Look at this. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. Here's prayer. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the, uh, if you take away the yoke from your midst, the point of the finger and the speaking of wickedness, here's what I want you to see here. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. Listen, fasting is a cry of the soul. It is a cry of the soul. See, your flesh 
cries out for food. There is a cry of your belly, but there's also a cry of your soul. And what fasting does is we say, hey God, you know what? For a season, I'm gonna shut down that cry of the belly a little bit and I'm gonna let my soul cry out for you. My soul hungers for you. My soul thirsts for you. Let God fill the cry of your soul. And that's what happens in fasting. See, there's a cry of the belly and there's a cry of the soul. Fasting is a cry for the soul. And what happens in fasting is when we give God this concentrated time, you can't do it forever, but you give God a time and you say, you know what, Lord, you're really first in my life, not pizza. You're, Lord, you're really first in my life, not this soap opera that I've been watching like four hours a day for the last month. Come on, anybody else get addicted to a Netflix uh, series over Christmas? Carrie and I started watching one. We were watching this, uh, this one of those Netflix, you know, one of those series about espionage, spies, whatever like that. It's like every time they end, you're like, no, it can't end. I gotta watch another. And then you're like, okay, this is the last one. This is the last one. Then you're like, I can't end there. And then it's like midnight, 1 a.m. And I'm like, where's the ice cream? I gotta go to Walgreens. God, I'm giving those up for the fast. Three things, three things, three things. Look. Why fast? Why fast? We've said them before. I want you to see them. I want you to write them down. Devotion. Devotion. I'm talking about you having a personal revival. Fasting's for God. Food is for you. Fasting is for God. That's what Jesus is saying when you fast, when you pray, when you give. This is what pleases God. God loves you no matter what. We're saved by the grace of God. But man, if you want to get rewarded, if you want to see breakthroughs, if you want to experience the abundant life, that's what fasting is, devotion. Listen, here's what we don't realize, okay? Over the year, we just get gunked up. I'm not talking about sin necessarily. I'm just talking about carnality. It's kind of like this. How many of it, what do we do? I mean, what should we do in our houses every week? We, we clean them, right? Come on, guys, y'all helping out, right, guys? I just saw all the women nod their heads. Where are the guys helping out? Do you do something? Do you take out the garbage? I'll tell you what, if you vacuum, take out the garbage, and every now and then just pick up a plate and act like you're putting it in the dishwasher to help your sex life. I'm just telling you right now. We, we, now, the, the marriage sexuality series is in February, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm giving you a tip right now, dog. All right, so. But you know how, look, you know how what, you clean the house every week, it kind of looks clean, right? It, right, and it, it is clean. But then every now and then, maybe once a year, maybe twice a year, what do you do? Some spring cleaning. What do you do? You look up on top of that fan blade. Oh, you like, <gasps> you look behind the refrigerator, the sliding glass doors, that muck. You know what I'm talking about? 
pull those things out, all that dust, all that crud, find a family of squirrels living up behind something in your closet. So you gotta do some spring cleaning, right? Same thing with your soul. Fasting is the spring cleaning of the soul. Yeah, you're coming to church. Yeah, you're reading the Bible. Yeah, but the, the, the world has a way of gunking us up. And fasting is like a spring cleaning of the soul where you, man, you come out, you feel fresh. All of a sudden, you've got a renewed passion. You have energy. You have clarity. You know, scientifically, all the energy that scientists or, or dietitians or whoever they are, They'll tell you that, I mean, you can read about this. Like when you're eating, when we're eating all the food we eat, you know how much energy and blood it takes to digest all that food? Your stomach 24-7 is just like... Just grinding and digesting. And, mm. Your poor liver is just like... Detox, another sludge fest... Butter, we have cream wings. <laughs> Your liver is trying to breathe. <gasps> Please, no more sodas. <gasps> all that energy, all that blood, when you fast, guess where it goes? Your brain. That's why some of us are so stupid. <laughs> some of you are going to fast for the first time. You're going to realize you've been in like a food coma for five years. All that blood, guess what? It starts to go to your brain. It starts to go to heal things. Okay? So the first five to seven days while it's adjusting... It's kind of like in shock. Like, oh my gosh, what's all this healthy food? Like, is this for real? Are you actually gonna let me rest and heal myself and make you smarter? So you're kind of in a fog for five to seven days and then all of a sudden, you'll, man, clarity, energy, your detox, all those toxins that have been building up and all that has an effect on our devotion to God, your prayer life's renewed. You have energy to pray and read your Bible. Okay, so the next thing. And then there's direction, direction. Listen, you can read in the Bible, Ezra, Nehemiah, Acts, Jesus. All of them, when they fasted, they got direction. They didn't know what to do in Acts. The apostles, they fasted. The Holy Spirit spoke, gave them direction, separate Paul, uh, uh, Saul and Bar Paul and Barnabas. This is, this is what I'm gonna do. Separate them unto me for this. Ezra fasted for direction. Nehemiah fasted for direction. Jesus, when he was out in the wilderness, what was he doing? He was fasting to solidify his calling, his purpose, the direction that the heavenly father had for him. That's why when the devil tempted him and said, man, are you listening to the cry of your belly, Jesus? That belly is crying out. You're not God, the son up in heaven anymore. You're in the flesh. You're a human. You can't go this long. You need to eat. Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone. Man cannot truly live if all he responds to is the cry of his belly. 
Because there is a cry of the soul that can only be satisfied by God. Man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Fasting is a cry of the soul. Jesus was fasting in the wilderness. And then the other thing is deliverance. I'm telling you, every sin, every bad habit, every crisis, something in your marriage, something in your family, every year we get so many testimonies of miracles, ladies that were, they, they couldn't get pregnant or there was an infertility issue, there was um, some type of emotional or mental issue, there, I mean, kids coming to God, marriages restored, every year. In fact, I know we have a lot of new people, but how many people in this room right now, I'm gonna ask you to be bold and be honest. If you've been here for either last year or for a while or whatever, if you've experienced some type of miracle over the awakening season, I want you to raise your hand right now. Look at all the hands up around you right now. You can put them down. Come on, let's celebrate those. Let's thank God for those. They're gonna happen again. They're gonna happen again this year. Okay, a couple of more scriptures and then we'll pray. Are y'all ready? I'll let y'all out of church early. If y'all, if y'all just all agree that you're going to fast in some way, shape or form. All right. All of a sudden everybody's excited. I'm going to use that one again. All right. It's so important. And, and go to the website, celebration.org. There's a link to Awakening website. We show you all the different types of fasts. Just engage at your level. Just engage where you are. You, I mean, whether it's fruits and vegetables and whole grains. Man, if, listen, if you work out, man, there's that. There's protein supplements and smoothies. They're so, it's so, they, they've made it so easy to go on some type of fast. Remember, fasting is not a diet. If you don't add the prayer and the revival and the Bible study and all that kind of stuff. Well, well you're just on a, a diet, okay? I'm gonna get to that in just a moment. Look at this, I love this one. Matthew 9, 14, okay? The disciples of John came to him saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but you and your disciples not fast? Well, the, Jesus kind of answered that in Matthew 6 because really the Pharisees were doing it for men and not for God. But Jesus said to them, can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bride is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them and they will fast. They will fast. The bridegroom was resurrected. Now we have the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, okay, we're gonna fast. He said, no one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch pulls away from the garment and the tear is made worse. Nor do they put new wine into old wineskins or else the wineskins break. Look, and the wine is spilled. The wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined, but they put new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. Let me, let me tell you something. For some of you, for a long time, God has been pouring new wine, trying to pour new wine into your life. Direction, deliverance, blessing, revival. But guess what? You still have an old wineskin. So that, it, that new wine is not having the effect. See, here's what fasting does. Jesus connects fasting with having a new wineskin. Back in the day, what happened, if it was an old wineskin, it would get hard and, 
and brittle and fractured. So if you put new wine into it, when it would start uh, to ferment, it, it would expand and it would crack that old wine skin and the wine would uh, obviously leak out and be ruined. Just say, no, you need, you need a new wine skin for the new wine. In 21 days, I can promise you, you'll have a new wine skin that can contain and receive and implement the new wine, the blessings that God wants to put in your life. Real interesting here, just a side note, this passage of scripture right before this, a guy is saved, okay? Matthew, the tax collector, he's saved. Right after this, a person is healed. Jesus heals this girl and raises her from the dead. Right in between a person being saved and a person being healed, Jesus talks about fasting. And for many of you, watch you, you've been saved, but you're not healed, you're not having breakthrough, you need resurrection life. The link that will bring you from salvation to healing and blessing is going into a season of fasting. Okay, here we go. Last scripture. Everyone's gonna fast, right? Right, I got y'all. This will be the last passage of scripture if everyone agrees. Do I have a unanimous? Head nod. Just fist bump your neighbor, say, I saw you commit. I saw you commit. I saw you commit. Matthew 17, 14 through 21, Jesus is coming down from the Mount of Transfiguration. It says, and when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. Aren't most of the miracles we need in our family? Isn't most of the pain and the, maybe the things that we're believing breakthroughs in have to do with marriage or kids or family? Here's a situation with a father and a son. The son needs to be cured. He says, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. And he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. And Jesus answered and said, oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be here with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon. It came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Bam, deliverance. Bam, healing. It says, then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? Jesus, what? there's a key here. There's something we missed out. Why couldn't we experience this miracle? Look what Jesus says. Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed and you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. However, everybody say however. This kind, this kind of miracle, this kind of deliverance, this kind of freedom, this kind of reconciliation this kind of salvation, this kind of solution, uh, this kind of breakthrough, this kind of freedom, this kind of healing does not go out except by what? Prayer and fasting. Because what is at the root of all things that aren't lined up with the will of God? Unbelief. Jesus said the reason it wouldn't work is because of unbelief. Okay, so that can express itself in all kinds of sins and problems and, and whatever uh, sicknesses and whatever that you're going through. He says, we have to get the unbelief out. So there's certain types of miracles and breakthroughs. There's certain types of things that have to do with direction and deliverance that are only gonna happen if you add this component of prayer and fasting. 
That's why at the very beginning, when the guy said, hey, son, uh, uh, Jesus, I brought my son to your disciples and, and they couldn't cure him. And what, is, what was Jesus' first statement? Oh, faithless and perverse generation. It's a faithless and perverse or corrupted generation. You see, the solution to or faith, I'm sorry, I said faithful and perverse, didn't I? It's a faithless and perverse generation. That's what Jesus said. Faithless and perverse or faithless and corrupt. See, the solution to unbelief or being faithless and corrupt is prayer and fasting. Why? When you're full of unbelief, you're faithless. Faithless what? You're disconnected from God. When you're corrupt, I'm not even talking about sinful. I'm just talking about carnality. That word perverse, it just means carnal. When you're carnal like that, what? You're too connected to the world. Faithless, you're disconnected from God. You're too disconnected from God. Corrupt or perverse, you're too connected to the world. That's why Jesus says the solution is prayer and fasting. What does prayer do? Prayer connects us to God. Fasting disconnects us from the world. When you get connected to God and disconnected from the world over a concentrated season, God, puts, God delivers you from unbelief, imparts faith, imparts blessing, and come on, you can see the impossible become possible. Can you give God a hand for that? Come on, are you ready? Are you ready for the next 21 days? Come on, I need you ready. I need you ready. I need you ready. Come on, I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to stand to your feet. Come on, let's give this moment to God right here. Oh God, the next 21 days we give to you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, God, for your goodness. And Lord, over these next 21 days, we commit ourselves to you to a season of prayer and fasting, God. Lord, we love you. We worship you. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.